0: Amen. Okay, so as we enter into January, we always have the end of December, which means you guys are probably preparing and getting excited about getting ready for taxes, right? The tax season is uh, is upon us and so I, uh, we always have, uh, when you give, you always get a giving report from the church, uh, which I appreciate Jim and Betty. Uh, I know for the past couple of years they have been putting that together. Uh, Mike has gone through that process. It is a process, right? So we've, we've this past year, we've been able to embrace New things, especially when it comes to giving, because we didn't always have church, and even though we didn't have church, it still meant that we were giving in our tithes and in our offerings. And so we've embraced and and just got a hold of some new programs, and we've kind of stumbled upon something really cool. And one of those things is when you give now, we have actually changed our number. Uh, that you give. So if you give through t- uh, text, there's a different number that comes up. It's just a four-digit number or five-digit number you guys will go. And we've changed companies. So first off, when you give online, there's always a fee attached to that. Well, because uh, it's a, it's a uh, uh, transaction fee that's always attached to it. Well, we've been able to reduce that amount. So that's really good. The other thing is it's in conjunction with our, uh, co- our program for your giving. So when you give that way, it automatically updates our giving program so that... We don't have to go in and individually give or mark who gives. Now, if you give through check and cash and through the offering, we still use that same program, and we just go in and add that in there. But if you give online uh, through text or through the Facebook page, or not Facebook page, but through the website, that automatically updates that. Well, one thing we found out is that we can actually automatically generate a giving report to you. Instead of printing it out, we can email it to you. So, Casey has been working hard trying to get a hold of some folks to see if it would be easier if we were able to email that to you so that you can have that. That way, if you ever lose it, like I always do, uh, it's already there in your email. However, I know some of you guys are like, I hate technology. I don't want to deal with technology. My hat's off to you. We can still print one of those out, all right? So, I figure we'll probably be about 70-20 when it comes to that. So, that's okay. We can still print those out. But be looking for that in your email, so you will probably be able to actually get that quicker through the email, and the other thing is when you do sign up for this, you are actually already have access to your giving reports throughout the year, so you can go on, and you have your own little section, and it will go on and show you what you gave throughout the year. So that's pretty cool. If you guys are ever interested, hey, did I did I give a check or did this thing happen? You can actually go on there and look. Now I don't have access to that, uh, and other people. It's just Jim uh, that is the only one, or anybody else that might be designated that is able to do that. So I will tell you this though: uh, we don't go through and look and say, oh, who's this person's given this much, and this person's given that. That That's just not something we want to do. And if you've ever sat in the secretary treasurer's uh, or the treasurer's position, the last thing you ever want to do is go look at that, because sometimes it's disheartening. So you just don't. So I just, uh, but it makes life easier. We're embracing this part of technology to help us out uh, to be able to do that, because a lot of times we're chasing people down. This also helps a lot with those that are out of town that give towards missions and things like that. All, instead of mailing that out, we can just, Email it to them. So if you have access to email, uh, we're going to be emailing that to you unless you tell us no, don't do that. And if you want a printed copy, you just need to request that from us. Okay? So you can call, uh, you can talk to Jim, uh, or you can call the church and say, look, I'd rather have a printed copy rather than having one email to me, or uh, vice versa. So Or if you think we might have the wrong email address, make sure. So that Casey's actually going through the list, and she's identifying those that we need emails from, so on and so forth. All right? So uh, how cool is that? That's cool. Uh, Jim says it's cool. (laughs) It's sure making life a lot easier for him, all right? Because it's it's tough. I think, you know, we have... uh, well over a hundred of those that we have to give out every year and or we get to give out, but it's just taking those printing them out, folding them, and getting them to the people uh sometimes that's a little bit of a process, so that's cutting it down so all right, Mike, don't you wish we would have had that when you were here right doing that right so all right so it's 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 probably probably the longest part of being the treasurer's job is taking care of those records because it's important. And it does take a lot of time. So it's, when you're making life easier for people, that, that means a lot, all right? Um, Amy, can you give me some water? Okay. All right, so let's move on into today's message. And so uh, I want to talk to you a little bit. I always take this time to talk about vision for this next year. And so one of the things that I am excited about is jumping into this next year and just sharing with you what God's put on my heart and the direction that he's leading us to. And so this next year, the theme for this next year is Acts 29, and we're going to unfold that. And so uh, if you'll turn your Bibles right now to Acts 29, go ahead and get ready for that, all right? So we're excited about this next year and excited about what all God is doing and how the Lord is doing it and just seeing God do amazing things, all right? So we're, we're, we're thrilled about that. So uh, as we talk about that, I want to go through first off and talk about 2020 for just a second. So just hold your place there and we're going to talk about 2020 for just a minute. When we began 2020 I thought about this. You know 2020 when you go to the eye doctor uh, and you're getting your eyes checked one of the things they're looking for is what? They want to get your vision to what? 2020, because we're expecting, you know, so whatever that might be with my doctor, it's getting some high-powered contacts moving, right? So that I can get to that 2020 vision and be able to see with what? Clarity, right? I want to be able to see with clarity, and and, and uh, it's funny now because I now go through not just the regular test, but then I also go through the bifocal test, right? Do you do you need bifocals? And praise God, I am not at that place. She keeps saying, "Well, maybe next year," and I'm like, "Get behind me, Satan!" So the thing is, is that was funny. I missed it. All right. And uh, Doctor Wilda's my doctor. She's not Satan. All right, I like her a lot. But but the thing is, is I don't want them bifocals. I'm not looking for it, all right? So I I have been blessed now that I use readers sometimes. Thank you. My kids laugh at me because I use goofy-looking readers, but I do it on purpose. I look smart in my readers, right? Right. 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 I got some, and they're just way too small for my face, but anyways. So in 2020, we were kind of thinking, Man, we want clear vision. I mean, we're, 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 we're tying into that good marketing campaign for 2020. We want vision. and We want clear vision. And we're looking for the future. And then all of a sudden, the future didn't look so bright, right? As we looked into how things began to happen, and there was a disruption that happened in our life. However, I want to propose something to you. As we prayed for clarity of vision, could it be, That in this disruption, God was giving us what we asked for. Could it be that as we had our world turned upside down, that all of a sudden there was an opportunity for God to answer our prayer by giving us something clear? Well, man, it didn't look very clear. Well, you know what? If you want clear vision, what's going to happen? You're going to be challenged. Am I right? Microphone's getting stuck here. We're going to be challenged. I was challenged this past year. And all of a sudden, there was a disruption, but that disruption started to bring some clarity for my life. You know what I hear a lot from young families that they had their kids running everywhere, and all of a sudden they don't have their kids running everywhere? All of a sudden, you started seeing families taking walks together. We did. We took walks together, and while we were taking walks together, we saw families that their kids lived in uh, different places, but they came home during that time, and all of a sudden they started taking walks together, and they began to embrace one, another. all of a sudden it became like, oh, we got some family time. We're not running every weekend to a ball game. This is actually kind of nice. You know, then the school drops the bomb on us. You're going home. How many of you guys know the school didn't really want to drop that bomb? right? Every teacher and administrator out there, all of a sudden their world got turned upside down and they found out within themselves that there's another way to do school. It's not easy, but there's another way. We're going to make it happen. If you guys haven't been praying for our teachers and school administrators, you need to be because it's constantly changing, right? In 2021 doesn't mean that it, it's done. But all of a sudden we found out that kids can, can, can possibly do home the school, uh, work from home. Then we also found out it's always not the best way for them to learn as well either. There's a lot of clarity that began to, to become to sit in. We had to make shifts in the, the directions that we were headed because, you know, for us, we went on uh, the week, all the stuff, we go on vacation and we find out that, man, everything starts shutting down and, I mean, it becomes a very difficult, there was a shift in how we did vacation and the things that we were we were doing. How many of you guys this past year felt like you had to change direction? I did. How many of you guys this past year started to seek some extra knowledge that you didn't really have last year? Right? I did. How many of you guys felt the stress of change and the challenges that were before us? All those things started to settle down on the inside of us, but yet it did begin to bring some clarity. I know there; I made a major shift in my life in the future of what I was doing. And so 2020 really did bring some clarity. So what about 2021? What is it that we feel like we're moving to? You know, there's no place in Scripture where God has said that he has stopped working. Do you know that? There's not one place in Scripture where God said, I'm no longer doing this, or I'm no longer doing this. I'm no longer stopping what I, or or, I'm no longer uh, asking you to lay hands on the sick. I'm no longer asking you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm no longer asking you to walk in the anointing and reach people for the kingdom of God. There's no place in Scripture where God said to stop. I was having an argument with somebody on Facebook. How many of you guys had arguments with people on Facebook this past year, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, stupid, put your hand, stop doing that. That's what I was telling myself. Quit arguing about things, right? I was discussing, I was having a a, a discussion about somebody, uh, or not about somebody, but about some philosophies that people had in regards to... uh, the different callings that God has in people's lives, as if God stopped calling people or God stopped using the gifts of the Spirit. How many of you guys know that, that the gifts of ministry are still in an operation today? The pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, and the evangelist. And, you know, I found out in, uh, I've known this actually, but in the year uh, 2000, there was a paper that was done by the assemblies of God that was approved by the presbytery, not the general body, that the apostles and the prophets were not being used anymore. It wasn't the reflection of all the ministers. It was a reflection of a few folks. But the reality is, is God never stopped using an apostle. God never stopped using a prophet, a pastor, or a teacher. You know why I know that? Because the Bible says they're going to be around until we all reach maturity. I don't think we've had we have not that we have not reached maturity, have we? No. So, God's not stopped. Well, if God's not stopped, we're still called to act. How many of you guys got your Bibles to Acts 29? There's only 28 chapters? What do you think I got to say? You see, Acts is a historical book. Acts is a book that was written by Luke. Everybody say Luke. Luke was a historian, and he was also a physician. Luke was a very well-educated person. And so Luke, we're going to look at at the book of Luke, we're going to look at Acts. But Luke wrote about the history of the beginnings of the church. And he talked about, and Luke also wrote about the history of Jesus. Now I will tell you this, can I tell you something you may not know? Luke and Acts are meant to be read together, not separate. The book of Luke and the book of Acts are concurrent books brought together. They're meant to be read together, not meant to be read separate, because it is the history of where Jesus began all the way to where the apostles and and down to the apostle Paul at the end of his life is writing that story. And the reason why I say Acts 29 is because the books of Acts is still being written. Every generation has an opportunity to continue the work of Acts. We are not called to stop in the work of Acts. We are writing history today. That's something I keep feeling in my spirit today is what history are we writing today? What history are we showing today? What is it that God is calling us to do in the works of God today. And so this year, 2021, we are going to declare that we are looking and we're going to get fired up about God using us in the kingdom of God to spread the word of God throughout our communities and wherever God has called us to be. We had a great discussion in Sunday school, uh, all three of us. It was good. I enjoyed it. But we talked about, you know, there's been, and in, 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 uh, it was Betty and Gloria, and Betty and Gloria have been around a, a lot of things and have experienced a lot of things with God. And, you know, as we were sitting down and discussing and talking about some of the different things that have happened in our church, you know, Gloria, I'm, I'm going to use her as an example, but I, hope, I didn't ask her, but Gloria said, you know, I, I just feel like so much of my ministry is outside the church now than it is inside the church. And I looked to her and I said, that makes me so happy. It makes me happy because, yes, we need people to work within the church. But the reality is, is this church, what I believe God is shifting us to, is a place to boost us to do the work of the kingdom outside of this building. That God has called us not to just work here, but to work wherever God, wherever we're walking, wherever God's planted us, God has called us to be able to work there. You know, one of the things that has really hit me strong is is as we've navigated navigated the future and, and, and someone talked to me today about uh, someone I haven't checked hasn't haven't talked to in a long time. They sent me a, a, a Facebook message and just said, Hey I haven't talked to you in a while, how are you doing? And I just responded, well it's been good, still just navigating and learning how to navigate through this COVID season. And the reality is is so many of us have done that, whether it's in our jobs, and especially those that are in places of administration, places of authority, we're learning how to navigate to, one, keep our people safe, and two, keep business running. How do we keep moving forward? And we have had questions that we didn't have answers to. Right? We've had lots of questions we didn't have answers to, and then all of a sudden we've got to do what? When you have a question you don't have an answer to, you've got to look inside. And we start to look inside and we start to realize that the Holy Ghost on the inside of us can give us the answers even to the complex problems that are in this world. You know what the Bible says? Excuse me, my throat's getting dry for some reason. I can't taste that water. I'm just kidding. So, totally kidding. So, that was funny. I still think it was funny. All right, but but you know the thing about it is, whenever I lost my train of thought. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. But you know, as we look to the future and God's used us to navigate, we've looked inside of us. We begin to see that God has answers, and we literally can be people that can respond in leadership at this moment with Holy Ghost answers. Do you know the Bible says that God gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knowledge in things of literature and things of this world? Why did God do that? When you think about Daniel and you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God gave them answers so that they literally could be the voice of God to rulers in this world. Not to say you need to know Jesus, but of course they need to know Jesus, but they gave them answers and those answers gave them what? Access into the kingdom of God and access into their kingdom to do what? To glorify God. That If you see the book of Daniel, you'll see that that entire kingdom began to praise the the God of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because of everything that God did in their life. But it began by God giving them knowledge in their literature and the things that they were doing. And God desires to give us access That As we enter into this time, you know, when we see a problem, let's get excited about having a solution to the problem and not complaining about the problem. Why? Because we know what's inside of us. We know that God's got the answer to that problem. And if we can come up with the answer, we can get access and favor in the kingdom of God. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? I see a lot of heads shaking yes. Right? So that's good. When you shake yes, just just say something out loud. Like, mm-hmm. All right? Everybody do that with me. Mm-hmm. All right? I, I, like, I like some noise. Just not loud, pit, high-pitched baby noise. All right? So, <clears throat> so Acts chapter 28, right? Let's look at that. Acts 28. It'll be up there on the screen. I encourage you to look at it in your Bible. Acts chapter 28. And we're going to be going back to our few Bibles here pretty soon. Acts 28, verse number 23. This is the ending of Acts. This is where it all stops, right? It says, Acts 28, verse 23, it says, So a time was set, and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. So I want you to understand the setting, all right? So here's what's going on. Paul was under house arrest. So he was in jail, and so he was under house arrest. <clears throat> So people were coming to his house, and he explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried uh, to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses, the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet. So Paul is now going to go in and say, this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to your ancestors. So this is the Old Testament. And he said he used Isaiah to say this. What did Isaiah say to them and why is Paul using that today? Let's read it. It said in God, he said, go and say to this people. So he tells Isaiah, go and say to this people, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. How many of you guys, that just gets you excited, right? I'm not going to understand what you're saying. I'm not going to comprehend what you're saying. Have you ever sat under a teacher that you didn't understand anything they were saying? It was like blah, 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 blah. I I was at uh, school, and we had this uh, uh, old Air Force uh, pilot that he taught on eschatology. And, um, man, I had him two hours in a row. I slept those classes. I did not understand anything he was saying. It was so hard to be in those classes, right? So that's where they are at. You don't comprehend anything I'm saying. You're not listening, right? He said, why? For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand. So they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So I want you to know that this is a salvation from God and has been offered to the Gentiles, and they will accept it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense, and he welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God, teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. At the end of this chapter, the word amen is not there. Many books of the Bible, the word amen is finished as so be it, this is it. The reason it's not there is because it's still being written today. The history of the church is still being written today. When you minister to somebody, when you pray for somebody, when you look through it, and so this year, we're actually going to look at the book of Acts, and we're going to go through it, and, and I'm going to use a word, all right? I like I like using a big word. I'm learning big words. Exegete, egg, egg, well, I can't even say it. We're going to exegete. You know what that means? We're going to read the scripture. We're going to look at how it was then and relate it to today, and we're going to go scripture upon scripture upon scripture. This is a year of going deep. And the reason why I want to do that is because I want you to comprehend that when Luke wrote the book of Acts, it wasn't just so that we could prove that Jesus is real. But what Luke wanted you to see is that if God worked in them, he can work in you. This is an example for how God worked in somebody else so that we can say, Father, do it again in me. Every one of you have an anointing on your life. Every one of you have a call on your life. Every one of us have something that is special for us to be able to do in the kingdom of God. So the vision for this year is Acts 29. You know, we fantasize about the apostles. I love the story. One of my favorite stories is... uh, were Peter and John. They were walking and they were going to go pray. So I want you to check this out with me, all right? Here's Peter and John. They're walking and they're going to go pray, all right? So here, you can be my example. So there was a man, I'm going to say it's a woman, sitting down. Peter and John were coming and she had a cup in her hand. It's a big cup. All right? And when Peter and John were walking, the Bible says that the man stopped him because he was begging for money. The lady was begging. It's pretty normal. So, just kidding. She didn't beg for money. But she's begging. And Peter and John, I mean, have you ever looked at somebody and you thought. I feel so bad for them, and I know, I've, I mean, I've got five bucks in my wallet, and I and I could I could give this to them and, and give them maybe a, a McDonald's meal, but it's only going to help them temporarily. Right? Have you ever done that, where you see somebody, you're like, man, I can help them, but man, it would be really nice to be able to move that a little further. Anybody else done that? I've... I've I mean, I, I would love to be able to drive through Oklahoma City and not see one person there that was homeless. I would love to be able to say that we were able to help everybody there. And, and, you know, it's, I know some people are like, well, well then maybe they put themselves there. You guys don't always know the history of people there. Some of it's right. Some of it's just really there because they need to be there. But I would love to see people, and I like this word transformation. That's why at Perry Assembly of God, God is, we're leading people to a life-transforming relationship with God. Peter and John went up to him and said, I don't have any silver and gold, but what I do have, I will give to you. And so he picks him up and says, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says they lifted him up and they walked. I mean, do you know that Peter and John were not fasting and praying before they did that? You know, Peter and John were not, uh, you can go ahead and sit down, thanks, son. Your mom owes you five bucks. All right, so I always tell my kids if I use them as an example, we would give them five bucks or something. It makes me feel better, right? But the thing about it is Peter and John, they didn't have this, oh, they didn't say, I feel the Holy Ghost, we're about to do something." They didn't have that conversation. I feel them. Do you feel them Holy Ghost use bumps? I I got the bumps. You got the bumps. What are we about to do? There was absolutely no, I mean, it did not say that all of a sudden a light came down on Peter and John. And it shone about them. And the voice of the Lord said, go raise that man up. It was nothing like that. Peter and John have just been hanging out with Jesus. And they've seen a lot of what Jesus had been doing. And they went up to him and said, silver and gold I don't have, but stand up, rise up, and walk in the name of Jesus. And you know what? That man got up and he walked and people were going. And what did people, that man's walking. People went crazy because they passed this man every day going and begging for money. And now he's up walking. And the Bible says that he did that from birth. He stood there. He was crippled from birth, and God raised him up. That type of thing in my life. I mean, how cool would it be to have that much confidence in God? Let me tell you something. This is what I believe happened that day. It wasn't that the Holy Spirit inspired them to do it. They inspired the Holy Spirit. Remember when um, Jim Hockaday was here, and he said, sometimes you just got to get to where there's no other options. Sometimes we got too many options. I just don't get them long. I don't know that I'm there right now. but I want to be. You know, in the early 1900s, there was this move of God that really became the second Pentecost. The day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, which we'll read about, then there was a second Pentecost, and it was happened in the early 1900s in L.A. at the Azusa Street Revival, That's what they call it. William Seymour was a one-eyed black man that was praying. They had never experienced what they say the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues before, but they began to pray. And there were seven men that began to pray in this house. I've actually been by the house. I think Amy's been inside the house. I didn't get to go inside. Amy did got to go inside this house. It's a historical marker in L.A. It's a historical home. Nobody lives there. And it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. And they began to pray. And as they began, they they just said, and and then they went on a day where they said, I'm going to fast and pray until this happens. You know what they did? Here's what they did. I can only do this with my wife, so come here. You know what they did? They literally said, God, God. I'm holding on until something happens. I'm not quitting until something happens. I'm not letting this go until something happens. I am going to see something happen. I am going. You know what heaven did? Heaven said, well, they ain't moving until we do something they were, maybe the Holy Spirit was leading them. Maybe the Holy Spirit was guiding them. But they had the Holy, they got to the place where they forced the Holy Spirit to move. Is that possible? Is that how that works? Well, that's how it works by faith. That you come to a place where there's no other options. And I don't believe that, that that day, I mean, God knows everything. And He maybe he knew the next move of what Peter and John were going to do that day. But literally, it wasn't an inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was inspired by them. And so he began to move in such a way that they saw. I just pray that this year is a year that we inspire the Holy Spirit. I, that, that's my prayer, that we come and we sit there, because the Bible says that God is looking for those that will worship Him, and, and He's looking. You know, several places in Scripture it says that the Lord is looking for those, that we will do such a thing in our life. Maybe it has to do with healing, maybe it has to do with seeing Uncle John saved, or maybe it has something to do with, and I really have not Uncle John, so I'm not, per, I, I probably should have used somebody else, right? If he's ever watching, I wouldn't really talking about Uncle John, right? But, but... Unless he needs it. But but the thing is is I, I just for God to do something in my life that I just believe that God you want to do something extraordinary in my life. You want to do something in my life that causes something to to write history on this earth today. How many of you guys know we need some history makers on this earth. We need some people in the church that are going to get up and say God I am here for you to use me and I know that I am anointed by God and there is something inside of me that you have called me to and I am going to step out and I I'm going to do it by faith, and I'm going to inspire the Holy Spirit to anoint me and to use me in the direction that you've called me to do. It's in Acts 29 church. We have been called. I want to close with this last scripture in Luke. And this is Luke ending his first book. you know what, I don't know, if I were to sit here and describe what I believe the end of the result looks like today, I would, I would have to make something up because I really don't know. Here's the thing I do desire, is that we don't look the same today, that we will look different in December 2021. That next year, this time of year in January, That we are going to look back on 2021 and say, wow, look what happened. That it would be a testimony fest of God moving in our life and the people that are around us. A testimony fest. You know what a testimony fest does? It just stirs up for more. I hope you guys will get excited about this by the time we get there, right? How many of you guys are tired of just hearing about it? I'm tired of just hearing about healing. I want to experience it for myself. I'm tired of hearing about somebody being transformed. I want to experience it for myself. I'm tired of hearing about the drug addict, that, that somebody else sees this drug addict transformed. I'm ready to see it happen in my own life. For God to use me. So Luke chapter 24, starting at verse 45. Actually, uh. You, you won't have this, but I'm going to start at verse 44. So sorry, you'll catch up with me, all right? So it says, then he said, when I was with you before, I told you everything written about me. This is Jesus talking in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Look at this verse. Then he opened their eyes to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It is also written that this passage would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are my witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. The scripture says that God opened their understanding to Scripture. All of a sudden, you see, how many times did the apostles walk away questioning what Jesus was doing and what he was saying? Multiple places do we find that. But now the Scripture says what? He says he opened their eyes up to the Scriptures. And they began to understand that Jesus did come that he was died on the cross for them. He was raised from the dead, and they understood their purpose for their life. And then he says, wait here until you've been given power. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. We are called to be witnesses on this earth. So I want you to stand to your feet. I want to do something this morning. I, I want to release today a revelation. Not a revelation that I have, but a revelation he wants to give. I want to open my heart to say, Father, help me understand scriptures just as you did this to the apostles and the prophets of that day, do this for me now. And fill me with the Holy Spirit. Anoint me to go. So, Father, open my eyes to Scripture today. And you know, when Jesus opened their eyes to Scripture, it wasn't so that they could have a greater knowledge of what the Bible says. Do you know that? It wasn't so that they could explain Jesus. That's pretty good. Because rarely, they usually showed Jesus and then explained him. Today we just try to explain him. But they showed that Jesus was alive through the actions that they took Feeding the poor, healing the sick, raising the dead, and then they explained Jesus. Because what they showed brought such controversy, they had to explain him. So when we ask for God to open our eyes to the scriptures, we're not just opening it so that we can have greater knowledge, but that we can be inspired by what the Scriptures say to be used in the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you this. There are things right now that when you pray this, there are things right now that you do not know yet, but you will. This will be a year that you will know Scripture and be inspired by Scripture for God to use you That's good. Father, use me. The questions that you have, I believe you're going to get answers this year. If you will grab a hold of it like I grabbed my wife and said, I'm not letting this go until I find an answer. Some of you guys are just too impatient. Can I say that again? Some of you are just too impatient. We live in America. We get it now, right? Some of you are just too impatient. You got to study it. You got to keep going after it. You got to lay your heart open before the Lord and say, Teach me. Show me. And when you don't get the answer you're looking for, you don't get discouraged and get mad. You just go back to the Father and say, Teach me. Show me. You have a relationship with Him. Connect with Him. So I want you to do something. If you desire this in your life, I can't force you to. I want you to put your hands over your eyes symbolic. Father, I ask you right now as they lay their hands on their eyes that they would see Scripture like they've never seen it before. That they would see Scripture that only how the Holy Spirit can show them. Father, I thank you that when they read the Word that it is alive it comes into their heart. Now, place your hands on your ears. Now, Father, I pray over our ears that we will hear the Holy Spirit, that this year of Acts 29, we will hear the Holy Spirit, we'll be obedient to where the Holy Spirit is leading us, that when he's teaching us, we'll know, when it's time to act, we'll know, that we'll hear the Holy Spirit. and place your hand over your heart, Father, I thank you that we'll receive truth—the truth of your word, and the truth of your Scripture—in Jesus' name. I just feel like I need to say this today. You're entering in to a journey. In this journey, there's a lot of paths to take. There's turns the right, to the left, forward. But in this journey, trust the Lord in every step. It's a journey. Be patient. Just feel that this morning. Be patient. Be patient today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We trust you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I look forward to hearing what God's going to do in your life. You know, I just believe we're coming to a place where it's not coming to church to to get something. We leave this place to give something. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, as we close today, we're going to be receiving our tithes and our offerings. we got got both the baskets are up here in the front. There's one in the back if you want to give in your tithes and in your offerings. And... Um, I'm, uh, I'm just so thankful for this opportunity to give. Uh, I know that uh, God just really blessed us to be able to give, and, and I'm just so thankful for that. I mean, how many of you guys get happy about giving? I, I really do. I mean, it's fun to be a blessing. Yeah, both of you. All right, man, I'm excited about giving. It's fun. So as we give today in our tithes and offerings, there's a new text-to-give number. That's the new one to give, 84321 Uh, And what I recommend you to do, this is what I do if you like doing the text to give, which this is how I do it. Once you get it set up, I just save this as a phone number, and I put P-A-G-give in my phone. So every time I text, all I got to do is type in P-A-G-give, I put the amount that I want to give, write tithe next to it, and send it, and I'm set. And so it makes it a lot easier for us to do that. Um, there is a question I'll ask if you want to cover the fee, you don't have to do that or whatever. Um, and so we, and, and I do know, I think Brock can help me out here. Uh, there's two ways when you do the text to give, you can either use your debit card or you can set it up through a draft out of your bank account. And so the draft out of your bank account is actually the cheapest way. It's only, it's 25 cents for every time we do that. So it's, that's, that's the way we do it. So, all right. So father bless everybody today. Thank you. As they leave today that we leave with just uh, an inspiration to continue to follow you. We love you, and we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. I will say this. Thank you, guys, to everybody that wore masks today. I appreciate it, uh, and I know many of those around do as well. And so thank you. Uh, We look like we're ready to go rob a bank, so we're in good shape. And so bless you all, and I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome day. We do have prayers.